But let's have a moment of silence for Tom Coughlin. Just kidding, just kidding. Just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> and it's over. Hello and welcome to the Drunken Jaguar. Your Jacksonville Jaguars just snapped a five-game losing streak, and I don't even know how. I really don't. Bentley, how you feeling? Feeling good? I hope. Yeah, I had uh, I had low hopes. I had low hopes, low expectations, so uh, made Sunday even sweeter. I can't believe it. I honestly, <laughs> it was a pretty terrible game to watch. I don't. It wasn't pretty, especially the first half. Oh my goodness, ugly. We could not stop Darren Waller. It looked like Darren Waller was catching the ball every single play, 10, 15 yards. Well, let me tell you a story. So it's it's funny you say you can't believe it. Uh, and I'll and I'll get there in a second. So I had friends visiting this weekend uh, to Boulder, and Boulder, Colorado. You know the local attractions are pretty much like anything related to hiking and outdoorsy, like crunchy granola lifestyle, whatever. <laughs> and then grocery stores with all natural products and organic natural products and ethically ethical products and everything. <laughs> so my friends literally on on that Sunday. We were looking forward to going out and just like walking around town and visiting grocery stores. So, so, uh, so I chose I chose to go to grocery stores over watching the Jaguars game. All right, I'll admit, I'll admit, and kind of come out and say it. Oh. Uh, now, with some friend loyalty, also like com, uh, compounded with the fact that that the Jaguars had a later game, we did wake up and watch the pa- Patriots game in the morning. Right, one of my friends is a is a diehard uh, Patriots fan. The other one doesn't watch football. Watch the Patriots game, um, finish that, and, and headed out. As we're out, typical Boulder place. You got on one side of the store uh, cured meats and cheeses and nuts and honey and shit and, and people preparing these big food trays and sandwiches. Other side of the store... Espresso bar, coffee shop, you know, and inside there's all these plants. There's like a whole lake. There's like a tree inside the the space, right? Sitting at this place, I'm trying to, I'm not thinking about the Jaguar game. I barely refreshed like the ESPN game day update wow. thing, whatever. Uh, and eventually, I get your text. Do you remember what you texted me? No. What did I text you? You texted me one line. We had not texted throughout the I whole game. I might have said, let, me "Let's go." Maybe something along those lines. Nope. Not even a let's not even a let's go. It wasn't it wasn't even a Norwell complaint. <laughs> New text territory. You texted me. I can't believe it. <laughs> right. So I got this text, and and I had only watched like parts of the first quarter already enough to believe that this game is going to go to total shit. Right. Already done. Already done. Right. I'm already already given up. You know, records are going to be broken before the half is over. Uh, we're going to have another key injury to go, to a key player. Minshew will disappoint, and you know, same old, same old, right? right. Uh, but the, I can't believe it threw me off. So I shared with my friends, "Hey, uh, this is very interesting. I might go back and watch the Jaguar game uh, now because my my friends texted me. I can't believe it, but I don't know what that can't believe it might mean. <laughs> and so we like started taking bets about what I can't believe it is, right? Um, so one friend is like, you know, maybe maybe some like crazy scenario happened where they lost but they lost in the final seconds and all outside factors aside 
it was a it was a letdown to watch. Like we just like blew it at the very end. Right. right. Um, another 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 guess was okay. Well, they you know they're on like a six game losing streak now, and they just they're like worse than they were the last few weeks. I can't believe <laughs> they, it. they did even worse. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Another one. Total domination, you know, whatever. I can't believe it. Another one, Minshew's injured. Foles comes in, gets injured. They have no one to play quarterback. I can't believe I mean, just can't believe the scenarios were, were quite a few. Right. All right. So so we came back. We turned on the game. Um, so I'm, now I'm, I'm streaming it to my PlayStation projected on the wall. And these friends uh, are watching the game together. It's especially funny with the one Patriots nerd who's, like, analyzing every single play as, like, a possible can't believe it, you right. know? <laughs> like so and so catches the ball, one foot's in bound, the other foot out. It's initially ruled a catch. I can't believe it. Maybe that was it. Maybe that was it. I'm like, no, nah, come on, that would not merit. Like, I can't believe it. There's got to be like a, a game ending play or something going. And the other friend who like doesn't know football, he's like, well, what the hell is going on? I don't know. <laughs> They're like, we're gonna cut to commercials now. <laughs> I, I can't believe it. Like, maybe that was it. Maybe that, no, God, kind of. But the, I can't believe it. Eventually, after we guessed like ten of them while we were watching, was a Jaguars uh, come from behind. Drive to win it, victory, uh, outlasting two Hail Mary throws, which were also going to be, I can't believe it's right. Like after all that, Jaguars would yeah. still lose on a Hail Mary or something. <laughs> uh, man, really fun to watch uh, that second half. Second half, pretty solid. Like they even threw up the stats, uh, the scoring, and it looked like almost opposite, like mirrored, right? Like the Jaguars barely did anything the first half and got scored on a lot. And then the second half, uh, the Raiders got outscored uh, like crazy. So a lot of fun to watch. Yeah, yeah, they didn't score. They didn't score in the second Nothing. half. Nothing. Zeros. Yeah. And that's crazy. It's like their last game in the in the stadium in Oakland. You would have thought there would have been some kind of push to to make sure the Raiders win. Um, but they fell to Minshew, who was just looking to, to beat their asses. So did you feel good? Did you, Was it like a good weekend in <laughs> retrospect? Or, or I don't know. Did you feel that? too? I don't know. I was feeling all kinds of ways. First of all, I was so hungover. I went to a Christmas party the night before, and oh my goodness, I did not feel well. I didn't even want want to watch the game. I didn't really care that much, but obviously I'm going to turn it on and watch either way. Sure. And it got ugly quick, and I was like, oh my God, like, why am I even watching this bullshit? Turn on some Red Zone. I'm watching them both at the same time. Hell yeah. And then I can't remember when it switched. My, like, hangover, everything went away. Oh. Where I just jumped up. I was like, I was like, let's fucking go. I was like, I think we have a chance. I think we have a chance. <laughs> um, it might have been when you know we went down and scored with like six minutes. I think it was yeah. like six minutes left the first time. Yeah. I was like, okay, there's some hope. And then when the field goal, oh man, what a crazy situation. Um, I don't remember the kicker's name, but he misses one, and then our guy's offside. Was it offside? Or running into the kicker? It was running into the kicker, yeah. right? So they got to re-kick. And they replay They only had like five, they they only had five yards. They didn't have a first down automatically. They didn't have a first down, thank Pretty God. crazy. And they and missed the kick. And he missed that. And then on top of that, the whole Derek Carr sliding situation, which if he, you know, he, they were saying he slid inbounds. Inbounds or whatever, you know, before going out. Hit, he used defense. Or which would have ran rendered more himself. time off. Exactly. These were, right, all, right. these were all heavy, I can't believe it moments, by the way. We're like, exactly, surely this exactly. is what I said was texting like, about. Oh surely goodness. this is it. <laughs> the first field goal. And then, I can't believe it. The second the second try. The second, I, I still can't, can't believe, believe it. it. <laughs> yeah, it was just nuts, dude. Like, yeah. And then Derek Carr, like, he slid for that first down, and he thought it was game over, and he got tried to like flex on us and threw <laughs> up the big O for Oakland. Like, yeah, we won our last game. It's over. We're going to kneel the ball out. Man. And then... 
bam, 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 use the timeout. We get the extra 40 seconds. And then they make a crucial mistake on third down. They decide yeah. to throw the ball. Yep. And said they stopped the clock for us. So, I mean, we could have only had a minute. Yeah. It was it was third and long, though, wasn't it? Yeah, third and seven, third and eight. But, but still, what, they should have yeah, been more conservative. probably shouldn't throw the ball. Yeah. I, yeah, because you can't stop the clock. You for just sure. run the ball and get it over with. And that would have left us with a minute. There's no way we would have scored a touchdown then with no timeouts. Yeah. And then the missed field goals put us in good good field position. And then after that, started moving the ball down the field. I was like, oh, boy. Are we going to try to score a touchdown here? Are these... Jacksonville Jaguars gonna go for a touchdown, no doubt, instead of a field goal. And I, I liked it. I liked how they were aggressive. You know, they went for the win. I wasn't even thinking that. The announcers had mentioned like, you know, they can go down and score a touchdown. I was like, yeah, right. Do you know who you're talking about? You're talking about the Jaguars. They're not gonna go down and score a touchdown. Yeah, but by that point, they already had they had stringed together enough momentum. You you starting to believe? Yeah, it. I started to believe it. And even when we got down to the goal line, I was like, oh, it's third and goal now. Like, what's gonna happen? And yeah. Bam. It was just, it happened so quickly. It was like six minutes of a game, basically, that I watched that I was actually pumped about. That was Conley's touchdown, right? That, that, uh, the second one. Did he have both touchdowns? Oh, you're right. It was both. Yeah. 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 So the first one was six I, I yards. He had both touchdowns. Second one was four yards. Yep. Yeah. But I think, I guess I feel like the, the first one he caught it like in the end zone. And then the second was kind of like at the goal line. Is that right? Yeah. He wasn't exactly. And yeah. Yeah. yeah, so it was it was kind of like I I was like in that, disbelief. Yeah. I, I I didn't know if that was gonna be ruled a touchdown or reviewed or I don't know what the hell I was thinking if they're gonna throw a flag or something. It, <laughs> Time runs out on yeah, us. Yeah, it was a pretty <laughs> uh, it was a contended pass. I mean, and uh, on the receiving end, so um, I was just happy like it wasn't picked off or deflected or anything. He held on to it, and there it is ruled a touchdown. So wow. It was unbelievable. Did you think after really they was. scored that second touchdown that that they had won the game, or were you still nervous that with about thirty seconds left that Oakland was going to be able to to score one as well? No, I I was like this game's a wrap. Yeah, uh, I already felt. started texting some na- nasty things in, in my <laughs> group texts, you know, calling out Oakland fans. It's like these clown looking guys <laughs> dressing up like weirdos every fucking week. Yeah. <laughs> And bam, Boom. they lost to the worst team in my didn't, opinion. Didn't in the NFL. David? We're pretty. Uh, sorry, team. Derek Carr. Didn't he go up to like the black hole later after the game and get, got booed? I think he was. Yeah. He was, so there was like a mix of booze in there, thing. and then like people throwing trash, and I don't know. But at the same time, they were like, "Oh, this is still our last game." Classic Raider fashion and how they lost, and classic yep. uh, Raider fashion and how they, uh, you know. The response to losing. Because they're a raidery. I liked it. So it's a great sense. So off. even though you were kind of a drunken, overhung, overhanged <laughs> Jaguar for the first part of the game, um, and, and it was it might be kind of a blur, right? There wasn't much happening. Uh, I will give you a rundown on some of our exactly. stats. So Minshew threw he had seventeen of twenty nine completions for two hundred one yards and a couple touchdowns, no interceptions, uh sacked twice. Uh Fournette carried for uh, 15 times for 42 yards, just 42. Um, and he had one of those was a, a rush for 17. Uh, Gardner also rushed for 27 yards on five carries. And um, in terms of receiving, Fournette, uh, five receptions for 31 yards, which is a, which is a crazy story this year, by the way, his uh, receiving game. Yeah, his, his catches. Really, really, for really sure. uh, a huge, huge help out with that. 
Um, Conley had four catches, of course, two of those were the touchdowns we already talked about um, for a total of 49 yards. Keelan Cole, three catches for uh, 76. I think was one of those, that 55 yarder that was wasn't that like the very beginning of the game yes yeah it, it was it was that double move it was actually oh, the first completion yeah, 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 of the yeah. game and then after that we didn't complete a pass for a, a little bit actually yeah so it was ugly after that first play to keelan cole for sure got ugly fast um we've got donald Payne coming in at linebacker now with miles jack on ir and quincy williams out uh 13 total tackles, I think. 11 solo tackles. And he's got a ton of tackles the last several games. Um, Calitro, Leon Jacobs uh, are right after him on that tackles list. Um, In terms of sacks, Yannick had two. Josh Allen had one. Um, Josh Allen had one, and then I think he he was injured for part of the game, right? Didn't he go out with, like, a shoulder or something? He left, and he was questionable to return. And all of a sudden, I look back. They never even said, like, he's back in the game. And all of a sudden, I saw him again. I was like, oh, shit. He's back. Yeah. Um, Austin Calitro also had a sack, right? So we had uh, four sacks on the day. So how how do you how do you look at the team's performance? Is it kind of tough to evaluate because we had such a a big push at the end that maybe uh, doesn't reflect the overall game? Or do you do you feel confidence in the team after this? I mean, any lessons learned from this game? <laughs> uh, I mean, I don't feel confident. <laughs> I I think the Atlanta game is going to be a big fat L because Atlanta is a they're five and nine, yeah. but. They play a lot better than that. And they just beat San Francisco. So, I mean, they got to be buzzing a little bit, right? Yeah. We just beat the Raiders. And that's not that big of a deal. But Yannick is, he really stood out. And, you know, everyone's been on the Yannick hype train and stuff. And, yes, I love Yannick too. But I haven't been like, oh, my God, like, he's like the best pass rusher in the league. Sure. But he dominated on Sunday. He really dominated. Every play, it looked like he was just beating his man and pressuring the quarterback wow. or causing him to step up in the pocket. He was huge. And that, that's when I was thinking, I was like, well, yeah, we got to pay this guy, yeah. man. We have to. Him and Josh Allen on opposite sides, they're going to be dangerous. And they could be dangerous for a long time. No doubt. Um, all right, so speaking of Jaguars uh, players, we've got two more uh, big topics to talk about. Um, one, uh, so we've already <laughs> covered this, this game, which is, man, <laughs> I, I mean, any day of the week, dude, I'd go for a last-minute last finish. Really exciting to watch. Um, also got the topic of uh, of the Pro Bowl. Uh, I want to talk uh, specifically about um, who was and was not selected, um, and particularly in terms of Jaguars players. And then next, also regarding players, the NFLPA uh, decision on the Jaguars' unfair fining, which we have deducted, uh, deduced, uh, is, is largely related to Dante Fowler. Um, other players complaining as well. Uh, Coughlin on the hot seat for this one. The same day that, you know, I'm hearing rumors that Coughlin might be made the new head coach, all kinds of crazy stuff. So um, let's let's turn our focus, though, to the to the Pro Bowl, if we can. Um, let's yeah, do it. and I'm sure you're aware of this. Uh, Jag- the Jaguars had one player selected for this year's Pro Bowl. There's a few that are on, like, alternation spots, but one player uh, officially making the Pro Bowl. And who was that? Taven no, Bryan. Calais oh, Campbell, sorry. right? Uh, oh, yeah. Calais, <laughs> yeah. Campbell. Calais Campbell. Yes. David. Calais yeah. Campbell. Calais. And I was actually pretty surprised about that, weren't you? Uh, same. Tell me, tell me why. Tell me why. Well, actually, maybe I'm wrong. I wasn't really that surprised because I know this is a popularity con- contest. Mm-hmm. Really, it is. And just what fan base shows out the most. Yeah. 
And I think that's why Calais got in, really. Yeah, he's had good games, but he's had he struggled a lot as well. I don't I've, his sack's got to be down this year, right? I don't know what a sack number is, but his run stop usually good, but he didn't really stand out to me as like a Pro Bowler. Mm. You know, I thought maybe if anyone on the defense, well, if anyone, no one, in my opinion, would would be on for from the Jaguars. Calais has six and a half sacks this year. So he's tied for like the 39th spot in the NFL. So nothing nothing terribly special oh, wow. in that regard. Nothing that would merit the Pro Bowl. Like you're saying, kind of a popularity contest of sorts. Um, I'm always excited like with the Pro Bowl when I see, I do see like an emerging talent selected for the Pro Bowl, right? So it is a space to kind of give some spotlight to people who are on the rise. Uh, with that said, yeah. I was a little surprised at a few of the Jaguars' emerging talents. Um, I would say DJ Chark was one that I would expect to see on the Pro Bowl. I think he's an alternate. Uh, but but he, Oh, did he actually get selected as an alternate, though? That's good. I, I thought he, he was. I thought good he was like a him. third alternate or something. But I might, I might be wrong about that. Um, not that he necessarily like merits the Pro Bowl level in terms of stats or anything yet. But in terms of production and just excitement and also making a splash in the league... Um, you know, my friend who I mentioned, this guy Dan, he's the the, the Patriots fan. He's he's also a, a very obsessive fantasy uh, and fantasy league and also Madden player. And he's had DJ Chark <laughs> on one of his Madden franchises and gone season after season. And he says that Madden for him has been a great engine to predict people's talent and production <laughs> over the coming years. And Chark is like all pro, just like killing it, <laughs> like 20 TDs a season, just going insane <laughs> on his franchise team. So I was, I mean, you know, I'm not going to say I surprised, I guess, to not see him. Maybe that's the wrong word, but but uh, I, I think it, this this would have been like an appropriate place. For Chark to be, if the Jaguars were having a more productive season like they did in 2017, um, then they they would probably have a handful of other guys up there with the same production, the same stats as they already do. If you look at the Ravens, uh, for example, who who lead the league in the Pro Bowl selections, I don't remember how many they have, like 12 or something. They this is largely oh, due to their successful season. Of course, yeah, people are producing well, like they're playing well with good team chemistry and and good optimism and good winning culture 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 however uh, culture. however you know just the winning record i think goes a long way in how many people get and who gets selected to the pro bowl too so unfortunately the jaguars are kind of on the losing end of that stick uh, other thoughts that you have regarding the jaguars players is there someone else you expected to see there um honestly no but yeah chark would probably be the only guy that I, I wanted to see him there, but I kind of understand. There's so many good receivers in the league. And like Cortland Sutton, he's a second-year receiver as well. He had a breakout season. I thought he, he played really well this season. And you could tell he's a future star. People like him, you know. But I get it. DJ Chark's not a household name, you know, for everyone. Maybe like fantasy owners and stuff know about him because he broke out and he was a big waiver wire pickup. But other than that, yeah, no other Jaguars. If you look at the wide receivers in the AFC, we've got DeAndre Hopkins like shoe in right Keenan Allen with the Chargers Jarvis Landry with the Browns and Tyreek Hill with the Chiefs so I, I would argue Chark over Tyreek there <laughs> but uh or Jarvis, or Jarvis for yeah, me yeah 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 because Tyreek did miss games too he missed like four or five games yeah. but the popularity thing he's he's always gonna win that definitely especially with Chiefs Kingdom you know behind him they have a huge fan base so yeah it makes a lot Nick of Chubb sense. is the starting running back for the AFC so he was really good. You know, Fournette had a good yeah. season though, but it's just like 
the stats are deceiving with yeah. Fournette, in my opinion. Yeah. The way he plays. You know, he plays against loaded boxes. He helps a lot pass catching. And his numbers aren't that flashy. I mean, they are sometimes, you know, when he has that breakout run. Yeah. But even in that way, his numbers are deceiving because he has one big run and then he doesn't do shit for the rest of the game. Well, like like so all his run yards, he's a tough player. They're like after contact too, right? So he's working really hard exactly. for comparable stats to other leaders, league leaders. And the fact that he is in that top few uh, in rushing, despite that, is is still awesome. Um, but yeah, there's not really like a stat that takes into account running production and receiving for a running back. And there's definitely not a stat. Uh, that that adds to that uh, pass blocking, and not that he's been perfect, but he's got he's had a lot of key blocks this year. Oh, he's he's, he's such a good, and he's been yeah, working on that, and he's, and I think he's yeah he's matured into a really complete player. So I, I think if he had been selected, like even as a you know as a backup running back in the AFC, it would have been merited for sure. Um, I do have a couple other players I that agree. are coming to mind though. Josh Lambeau uh, as kicker has had oh, a solid season. That, I didn't think about yeah. that. What the hell? Who got selected? Justin Tucker or some shit, I'm sure? Uh, yeah, so kicker is Justin Tucker. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Ravens. I'm telling you, it's like a, it, it's a momentum what, thing. What man. did he do, though? I mean, Lam- Lambeau missed one this whole yeah. year, yeah? And one missed extra point and one missed field goal. Yeah, I don't know Justin Tucker's stats, but it's just that thing, right? If they're winning and they're winning and, and so everybody looks better. The, the freaking long That's snapper bullshit. Morgan Cox for the Ravens is also selected to the Pro Bowl. <laughs> yeah, like how do you even get selected Come as a long snapper? Yeah. So weird. And special teams players, it's kind of weird. For sure. Because yeah. I think the Chiefs got um, someone in us at special teams as well. Might have been uh, Miko Hardman. I'm not sure. I just saw a picture earlier today. So let's but. just hope the Ravens play in the Super Bowl and they pull all those 12 players out and bump up whoever we have as alternates. Alternates, right? <laughs> that would be right. Well, there's a good chance of yeah. that, though. You know, if the Ravens or Chiefs go, definitely. it you know gives our guys a chance. So definitely. That's good. Um, but it's just the Pro Bowl. You know, back to that Pro Bowl thing, you know? It's just the Pro Bowl. How? Like, what's so special about the Pro yeah. Bowl? Yeah. Um, Jalen Jalen Ramsey is the last uh, cornerback selected on defense uh, for the NFC. How do you feel about that one? All right. Um, I, w- I wonder how, who the other corners are. L- let me try to guess. Do you have them in I've front of you? I've got them right here, yeah. How many are there? Uh, in total, there are four, including Jalen. So there's three others. Three others. One guess for me is probably Darius Slay for the Lions. Yes, correct. He's the other, along with Jalen, not considered a like a quote-unquote starter. And there's two others that are the starters. Uh, okay. I'm, I'm sure Marshawn Lattimore is on. He's in the there first somewhere. starter with the Saints. Yep. And someone in Seattle? No. San Francisco? No. Dallas, I can't think. Give me a division. Give me something. Give me a team. Uh, you've already, you've already team, the first know, two but. you went through were surprisingly relevant. The first two you just wrote off the list there. Uh, San Francisco? Yes. Oh, Richard, Richard Sherman. Sherman. Ah. So Jalen's selection. Okay, that makes sense. So. Jalen, does Jalen belong on that list? How do you think about this? How do you feel? I don't know, man. I don't watch that guy anymore. He's not a Jaguar. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> no, I mean, I'm, I, I mean, I remember one game I did watch was that Sunday night game against the Bears, and he dominated. He was really, really good. But I mean, other than that, I don't have much of an input. I still think he's a, re- a really good corner, but there's a lot of you know emerging good corners in this league now. So yeah. I think he's starting to get a little bit forgotten about slowly and especially because they're not going to make the playoffs this year and stuff so yeah. 
the Rams have just it's kind of flipped to over for them. It's not looking that it's great. Interesting, right? So, very um, all right. So let's let's keep it on a similar subject about like validation. Like the Pro Bowl, we're saying is kind of a celebrity thing. It's got kind of these like political factors to it, fan base voting, uh, maybe not the best way to judge someone's production for the year. But we do have a Jaguars player um, who is in, uh, we'll, we talk about Rookie of the Year runnings. Well, we had Minshew for a while. Uh, I, I guess we would agree Minshew probably won't win Offensive Rookie of the Year um, unless he like finishes with like two 400, or a couple, a few 400 yard, 200 yard, whatever games. <laughs> Uh, on the defensive side, though, Josh Allen, like nobody's talking about Josh Allen as like a defensive rookie of the year. Guy's got 10 sacks. He's already broke the franchise record for a rookie. Uh, he's still probably going to gonna produce a little bit more till before the end of the season. So what are your thoughts on our uh, Josh Allen? You're, you're bringing it up yourself, saying that there's been some controversy around him. Yeah, I think he's, I don't know if it's underrated, but maybe just overshadowed by bosa and even uh max crosby that um the pass rusher in oakland who's having a crazy good season too you know i've even heard people talk about him more than they talk about josh allen and then the whole bosa thing and they're like well josh allen only has more sacks because bosa gets doubled i was like dude have you seen the san francisco defense first of all like if you're gonna talk about like who's surrounded with better talent yep to make their job easier. It's definitely Bosa, right? Yeah. They have good secondary. Yeah. They have great linebackers. Like overall. And a great D-line. Yeah, absolutely. So, I don't know. I think he is a little overshadowed. But that's fine with me because I think next year he might have that breakout season. Cause that's what happened with Yannick, actually. You know, he his second year, he really broke out and started playing well. But I, I love what I'm seeing with those two pass rushers. But, you can't be disappointed about that. That's one bright spot. That's probably the brightest spot on the team, you know, those pass yeah. rushers. Yeah. Um, hopefully we keep Yannick, man. Hopefully we keep Yannick and, and watch Josh Allen, Josh Allen develop as well. Uh, that would be a really, really we good starting block to have <laughs> as we move forward. Yeah, but, I mean, the secondary is so bad <laughs> and the linebackers are so bad that it makes their job even harder as well. <laughs> They feed off of each other, as we all know, you know. Corners, you know, secondary feeds off your pass rush, and your pass rush feeds off your secondary, you know. Yeah, man. All right, so I can't hold it in anymore. There's some news that's happened. Don't Google. Do not Google. All right, close all browsers. Don't let your laptop. I don't think you, it I don't think you know this news. No? Yes, I don't think you know this news. Uh, and I'm going to keep it okay. that way. Listeners will already, will already know this news. All right, but I want us to move on to our final topic on the agenda, and then we can see if there's anything else that we want to cover after that. Um, but if you remember, there was an article published, or I guess the news that the uh, NFL Players Association uh, had filed a grievance against the Jaguars uh, based on their unfair fining of players. Um, particularly, we're thinking it's the Dante Fowler um, episode last year find. Uh, more than $700,000 uh, for a missing appointment to the trainer or physician. All right. Um, I love the take on this. So so someone wrote to the Ozone, I think it was today, and John Osier was like, they were like, uh, they're like, uh, you know, I think Coughlin, <laughs> what is it? Coughlin, Coughlin had always had this, this, this uh, mantra that 
either you're five minutes early or you're late, right? Um, mm-hmm. And 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 they were kind of asking, well, what's your take on this? And Osher was like, well, this is exactly <laughs> five minutes early or you're late, but to an extreme <laughs> or you're fined like, you know, half a million dollars basically. Um, anyway, so so oh. players had had some players from the early Jaguars era, the Mark Burnells and the Tony Baselli's, reminisce over Coughlin's time as one of high discipline, maybe bordering on abuse. Uh, I shouldn't use that word, not having been there, but it sounds kind of like it. And that there were yeah, there were does. definitely things that have come out that uh, or that had that had happened during that time in terms of coaching and discipline and. And what's expected of players that today would not fly, right? So today, straight up, they would be uh, against the rules, right? So this has been um, something that a lot of people have been questioning uh, regarding Coughlin. What's his overall impact on the team? Is he bringing that sort of uh, sort of uh, uh, I don't know this like grim, high discipline? Sorry, there's like a huge engine outside my. Window, I gotta cut this later. <laughs> yeah, I'll let this guy wag his dick in front of everybody. All right, okay, back to Coughlin. All right, so is Coughlin's attitude in some way killing the Jaguars' culture, like their their team culture? Right. So we've got Jalen basically blaming Coughlin for his departure. Um, we have this news about the fines. Jaguars, I think, are quoted in like one of the reports as as, as complaining about all these things. Um, so, what's the you know what's the point of of keeping Coughlin on? And then uh, I heard rumors today too that Coughlin might be named a uh, new head coach of the Jaguars. All right, but oh. I said, my friend, my friend, oh, my, boy. my brother in Jaguar drunkenness. Um, I've just read some news online. Uh, would you like to guess what that no. news was? Please don't tell me Tom Coughlin's the head coach because I'm going to be really Tom motherfucking Coughlin, the new head coach of the Jacksonville Jack. No, I'm just kidding. They just fired him. Are you serious? They fired him? Oh, my God. Thank God. It was time. It was really time. Are you okay? I'm you're serious, serious now. Time, right? Five win Jaguars oh. fired Tom Coughlin. This is like. It's not even like a, a Mike DiRocco article. This is a real, real deal. ESPN. Whatever Associated Press, Shepter's on it, Rappaport's on it. The Jacksonville Jaguars have fired Tom oh, Coughlin, wow. their executive vice president of football operations. Owner Shad Khan made the announcement Wednesday night. Within the past hour, I informed Tom Coughlin. Oh, God, I needed to get a good con accent. I, I, I got to nail this guy's accent. My bad. Uh, but anyway, I'll just read it. Uh, within the past hour, I informed Tom Coughlin that he was being relieved of his duties as executive vice president of football operations of the Jacksonville Jaguars, effective this evening. Khan said in a statement. I determined earlier this fall <laughs> that making this move at the conclusion of the 2019 season would be in everyone's best interest. But <laughs> in recent days, I reconsidered and decided to make this change immediately. I thank Tom for his efforts. This is like the bullshit when you like resign from your job and you just say all this positive stuff. Even yeah, though, like, yeah. It's obvious <laughs> yeah, you're, reading, nice stuff, you're yeah. leaving because you're disgruntled. I thank Tom for his efforts, not only over the past three years, but for all he did for, from our very first season 25 years ago to put the Jacksonville Jaguars on the map. General Manager Dave Caldwell and Head Coach Doug Marone will each report directly to me on an interim basis. My expectations hey. and those for our fans <laughs> for our final two games in the 2020 season are high. And then some weird, weird line at the end of the article about the Jaguars being 5-9. and nine. Yep. 
this is this is great news though. This is gonna help the Jaguars a lot next year in the future. So he planned to fire him in the fall. Is that is that he what I He planned to fire him after the season ended, but then he said in recent days, I reconsidered. I need to I need to listen to more con videos, dude, because I, I this would be great to do in his accent. But you know, I reconsidered and decided to make this change immediately. <laughs> it's like it's gotta be hilarious. I wanna hear oh. this, man. Oh, immediately. Two games before the fucking <laughs> what the hell did he uh, do? season's over. Wow. <laughs> like on a Wednesday night. So they... <laughs> it was it was obviously all this shit. It was it was obviously all the stuff, you know, you know, everyone that came out speaking it's, about that's Tom it? Coughlin. Yeah. And how they were treated unfairly. I think all of that mattered because then you have to protect the players at some yep. point, right? Yeah. And I think this is Shad's way of doing that's so. That's it, man. Wow. He made a good move. Wow. Though. It starts up top, right? It starts at the top. So start there. and Well, okay, Ooh. interim basis, uh, Doug and uh, Caldwell reporting to Khan. I mean, do you think they're on the way out as well? What is? What do you read out of this statement? Uh, yeah, Doug's going to be reporting to the couch here <laughs> in, a couple, in a couple weeks, right? <laughs> I would think. There's no way he stays on. He's going to be reporting to Grubhub and get some Philly cheesesteaks over, some bologna, bologna <laughs> sandwiches. Some bologna oh, sandwiches. Yeah. So you think there's no way yeah, Doug um, stays? I no. Uh, Just because he win one game in Oakland, even if you win in Atlanta, like this is not good enough. Man. If Doug is fired, do do the assistant coaches and and like coordinators do they also get questioned and like possibly let go as well at the same time? How does that usually work, or is it just an individual firing? I think it is more of an individual firing. I mean, you got to treat each coach differently. You can't, I mean, obviously they all do work together and, you know, have each other's backs, but it's it's a business and every man for himself, right? Obviously, I already said Wash should be gone, right? And they were hyping him up. Um, Oh, I thought you were going to say Wash Hall of Fame. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. They were hyping him up on the broadcast. It's not not Pride of the Jaguars. On Sunday. Yeah. yeah, I was like, oh, yeah. interesting. I guess you guys haven't been watching many Jaguars Bizarre. games, huh? No, those guys are ridiculous, man. Yeah, each Sunday, in and out. Okay, um, so Dave Caldwell, do you view him as a neutral, positive, or negative presence in the Jaguars organization? I think he might be a negative too. Get get him the hell out of there, Shad. Get them all out. Get them all out. Yeah, this is a good start though. This is great. So this is definitely. So you're saying catalyzed by. The report from the NFLPA, um, or the decision on that, and and I guess getting rid of Tom right now, it makes it easier to then get rid of the others later. But you don't think that there's any there's kind of like a a grace period for any of the people we've mentioned. I'm thinking about Caldwell especially that he might still stick around. I don't know. Maybe 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 Shad was waiting to fire everyone till that. You know, this fall I decided that. At the end of the season, I'm letting go of everyone, you know. But Tom Coughlin just got the boot a little early since you know all this crap's going down with him. Yeah. But I don't know. Yeah. They, ha- I think Shad knows yeah. that there has to be a change coming because it's not good. And just because you won one game doesn't, you know. Yeah. All that other crap doesn't go away, does it? I don't think it does. The Jalen thing. Not at all. From- not at all. No, like you said, it didn't yeah. even instill confidence. I mean, we still go out, we go season. play hard, and the players show what they got, basically, for next year. And then get ready for a new coach. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's great, though. I'm sure, I bet the locker room feels wow. a lot better. 
that this happened now. They probably feel a lot more comfortable. And I bet you they might even want to play harder as we're, you know, they always play hard, but it's a little extra motivation for them. Like, hell yeah, that fool's gone. And everyone spoke about it. it This must have affected more people than we think, more players. Mm. No, he did great things, but um, it was just time. Great. Yeah, he helped us get to the fucking AFC Championship a couple years ago, but I thought he was untouchable. So now that he's gone, it gives me hope that, you know, other guys. Will yeah, the Godfather's been ousted. So do you – so I've always been surprised at this title too, this Executive Vice President of Football Operations. And I'm guessing that every team has an Executive Vice President of Football Operations, but it's just not like a big former Super Bowl winning head coach. Right. I mean, I'm, I'm sure they do. What's he do? He just runs – He, I don't know. He looks over everything football-related basically. Yeah, but – it sounds like at first I thought he would be more removed, just kind of like you know they always use the word czar, like he's sitting there chilling in that suspended box, hundreds of feet above the field, watching over everything and offering little tweets of advice here and there. But from what I've what I've gathered yeah. over the past uh, several months, probably this last year, is that his authority and his his influence within the organization uh, is is far far deeper than that. And and then I started to interpret this whole, you know, VP of football operations as like, whoa, he's he's got all final authority on anything related to football, which is the whole the whole reason why we're all why we're all here is <laughs> football. So he right. actually had this kind of control over some things Marone would do, or over the players, over the the draft, and pretty much everything, right? Like football operations as opposed to like stadium management <laughs> or like marketing <laughs> or yeah. something. Yeah, he definitely yeah. had a say. He definitely had a say in everything that went down. Drafts, free agency, yeah. all yeah. of it. Cool. Could be re- the reason Foles is yeah. here. Wow. Who knows? Um, all right, let's look at it record-wise. We are at 5-9 and nine right now. The best we could finish is 7-9 and nine by winning out. Uh, obviously, we could easily stay at five and eleven, which would be our like classic record of the last like <laughs> seven hundred years. Or, or the more likely scenario is probably we win one, lose one, so we go to six and ten. Uh, do you feel? How do you feel about those records? Obviously, like the the lower wins uh, increases our our spot in the draft, and and the more wins we get, the more chance we have of a non double digit loss season, seven and nine. Any any thoughts on the record? Like, what's our ideal record to finish with? Um. I think we could finish six and ten, but five and eleven is what I'm kind of thinking. I think we stole one in Oakland, but who knows what their motivation is? You know, I'm sure they want to close out the season in the right way and you know get moving on next year. So we'll see. It's gonna be it's gonna be crazy next year. Just so much stuff. It's gonna be a lot of new faces. It might be Gardner Minshew starting at quarterback. This whole this is gonna be a big turn of this franchise. I think. My final thoughts: I'm going to put Gardner in at starting quarterback next year. I think his, uh, I think his charisma with the team, the whole, the whole like, never seen more middle fingers in my life felt amazing. Right? We went out and beat their asses. <laughs> he's so funny. Yeah, he's great. He's great, and the the team loves him. <laughs> I know, I know, they love him. Um, barring injury, he's going to pass three thousand yards passing, um, and that's only playing. What about like seventy five percent of the season, and then uh, correct, yeah. Uh, hopefully he'll pass that like twenty ish TD, twenty one, twenty two TDs, just a handful of interceptions. Man, this is for a rookie. If you had showed those stats, and he hasn't fumbled as much lately, it, he's yeah. reduced the he fumbles. He hasn't been fumbling. He hasn't been throwing his, his interceptions. Feet haven't it's, been as it's happy. Been good. 
Yeah, I'm digging it. I'm digging it, man. Yep, they have it. I'm, 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 if you had compared, if yeah, you had said, too. like, any top five quarterback over the last 20 years went out in their first season and had those stats, I'd be like, awesome. Wow, great job. I can't believe they didn't throw more than 10 years. Yeah, like, amazing. Definitely. Amazing. I can't wait to see their next season. So I'm going to slot him a starter right now. I agree. And I and I hope it stays that way. We'll just see what happens with the draft. And yeah. if there's a quarterback hanging there that the Jaguars want to take. But that's we'll see. That's talk for April. I hope, the, I hope the Jaguars hire me and you as GM and head coach. Oh, yeah. Is there a chance? The, the Assad-Bentley uh, dynamic duo oh, yeah, begins today. Yeah, we'd really today. run that shit in the ground, even though it's already in the ground. We, we, <laughs> but, man, that, that news you delivered, that, that, that made me feel a lot better. There we go. <laughs> Crazy, man. <laughs> yeah, I am going to sleep, sleep well tonight. That's all I got. That's all I got. <laughs> Thanks for joining us on the Drunken Jaguar, guys. Have a great weekend and go Jags. Rawr.